This is David Lieberhart, and you're listening to Pirate Radio After Dark. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 14 of Pirate Radio After Dark. I'm Josh Radio Pirate. So excuse me if we've been away for a little while, but I have good reason. So first of all, we're going to start the show with a little update. Um, so we, Emily and I, are getting married in three weeks. Um, so we've been attending to that. Emily, the engineer, who's the co-host uh, of the show. So that's one thing. We also bought our first house together. So in the last two months, everything's been super chaotic. We've still been doing our wonderful show on WXLV and our other show on WMUH. Um, but the podcast, we've kind of had to take a, a momentary break from. But uh, we got a brand new episode for you. Today is Sunday, October 20th, 2019, when I'm putting this together. Um, the recording of the interview we did tonight with David Liebehart was done on October 4th, 2019 at the Soft Machine Gallery in Allentown when David came to town to perform. So we'll get to that in just a moment because that is the featured guest of the episode. But I did want to just update you on those things. Um, so updates regarding the show. Our show on WXLV is still going strong. We're almost at the 16-year mark this uh, coming Thanksgiving. So that show is on 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WXLV. And the best way to listen to that is go to iHeartRadio during that time period and search for WXLV, and that will get you Pirate Radio After Dark on WXLV, which is a uh, new music show. We feature um, typically an album of the night that we focus on and a bunch of other stuff and obviously talk and all that good stuff. Um, and then our WMUH show is on uh, Saturdays from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're local, as in the eastern Pennsylvania area, uh, you can tune in on the FM just by going to 91.7 FM, um, and that's the dial position for WMUH in that area. But we are also streaming worldwide online. So during that time period, again, you can just hop on to either Radio FX, the app, which is an app, or the TuneIn app. And when you are in those places, search for WMUH, which is the radio station, you'll get this show. And uh, that show, the first hour, we do all new music. The second hour, we pick a theme that Emily and I come up with, and uh, we attend to that. So, uh, you know, if you're actually going to tune in this Saturday, we're doing a Halloween theme since Halloween is just around the corner. So that's what we're doing with those two shows. Um, I'm going to encourage you guys to add us on social media. we got a lot of good content on there. It's the best way to stay up to date on this podcast as well as the two radio shows and see all the behind-the-scenes stuff, photos from when we do the interviews. Uh, photo and video from when we do the live sessions with bands. So it's all good stuff. But uh, our Twitter handle is at Pirate Radio AD. Our Instagram is at Pirate Radio After Dark. And our Facebook, just search for Pirate Radio After Dark and like the page. Um, there's links in the, all the profiles for any of the social media accounts to the various outlets that this podcast is on, as well as the direct links to listen to both radio shows um, and a bunch of other stuff too. So those are your updates on what's going on in the world of Pirate Radio After Dark. Obviously, tonight's episode, we have David Liebehart, uh, most known for his time on Tim and Eric. Awesome show, great job. But David has a laundry list of things he's been involved with since his youth regarding media, acting, entertaining, all that stuff. Um, so definitely check out his IMDB if you want an update on what David's up to. And he has a brand new show on Adult Swim right now. Um, so yeah, 
Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. As far as interviews coming up, um, I did speak to Corey from Norma Jean. Sounds like he'll be coming on the podcast soon. Their new record comes out uh, next week. Um, we interviewed him years ago on the radio show, uh, but I definitely want to do a follow-up and uh, talk about a bunch of some uh, some big topics that revolve around uh, Norma Jean and, and all that good stuff. Um, so that would be one. Um, I got this girl, Kate, that I randomly found her music, um, met her in town. She came in through New York and just blown away by her stuff. I know everyone's uh, really, really into Billie Eilish. I think Kate is on par, if not better than Billie Eilish. So she's going to be coming on the show and probably performing as well. Um, so I'm in talks with her about that. And we were supposed to interview Silver Snakes. Um, they were going to be doing a tour with Filter, Filter's 20th anniversary of their title of record album. Um, and Filter canceled it last minute. So Silver Snakes is not too happy, rightfully so. I'm bummed because neither are coming to town. I wanted to see both bands. Um, but I've been talking to Mike from Silver Snakes, and it sounds like he'll be on the podcast anyway via phone soon, as well as to talk about the financial issues they ran into with Filter canceling this last minute and really just screwing things up for them as a band. Uh, so there's some things on the horizon in the short term. We got a bunch of stuff in the horizon. Once this wedding's over, we can really get back to work on uh, providing you with regular content. And I appreciate you guys who've been patient waiting for new content. Um, we do have a very nice listener base right now. And even though we've been doing the radio show for 16, almost 16 years, this podcast is not even a year old. It'll be hitting that year old mark in December. Um, so yeah, I appreciate everyone who's tuned in. Please subscribe to the show. Please leave feedback. Please leave reviews if you're digging it, all that good stuff. It helps get it out there. Um, it helps get other people to listen. And if you share it, that's even better. So whatever anyone can do is much appreciated. Uh, we do this because we love it. We don't get paid. This is very uh, DIY grassroots uh, radio for the last 16 years. And we're doing the podcast because it's the best way of putting these interviews on demand and having them unedited and unfiltered. So without further ado, David Liebehart. Um, I am a very big Tim and Eric fan. It goes all the way back to when they were doing Tom Goes to the Mayor, their original show on Adult Swim way back in the day. And uh, when Tim and Eric Awesome Show came out, I just fell in love with it. It's the kind of weird, uh, quirky humor that I'm into. And David Liebehart was a staple on that show. The the puppet guy, everyone kind of called him back in the day before they knew his name. Um, he had a song, Salome, was really his big... Uh, introduction to the public, um, at least in that circuit of people. And uh, he's been involved in stuff with them uh, on and off over the years and, and has a new show on Adult Swim. I encourage you to check out. It's a, it's a fun show. Um, but David was on tour in September and October, um, and he stopped by our friend um, uh, John, John at the Soft Machine Gallery now in town. John revitalized the Soft Machine Gallery after it had been closed due to some moronic city issues, because uh, Allentown has no idea how to actually get people in there to revitalize that city. It's become apparent, but John's doing really good work there. I'm really happy the Soft Machines reopened. It's a beautiful little space. Um, so I'm going to give that plug if anyone's coming through the area, whether it's music or art and you need a place to play, check out Soft Machine in Allentown. John's a good dude. His family run, um, him and his wife. So 
Uh, yeah, David stopped by Soft Machine, which I was beyond excited about because that meant I didn't have to take the trek to Philly or New York to see David and it was right in my backyard here. Um, so David performed. Uh, he performed as Chip the Black Boy. Uh, his partner Jonah was with him doing all the music. Jonah's incredible live. I've just blown away at how he alters um, electronics to make music out of them. So uh, did a Chip the Black Boy set, and then David did his own set um, with songs and comedy and all the usual, usual David Liebehart stuff. Um, but when I heard the show was coming to town, I immediately hit up David and, and him and uh, Jonas said they would be more than happy to meet up and uh, be on the podcast, which I was thrilled about. Um, so I knew going into it, uh, didn't know what I'd expect. Um, I've never talked to David in person, just online. And um, I got to say, I really over-prepared, I think. Um, I, I really spent the week coming up with a lot of good questions. And that's the thing with, you know, as an interviewer and doing radio, it doesn't matter if you are day one or if you're Howard Stern, you're always perfecting that. You're always changing the way you're doing it, the way you prepare, the way you do the interview, all that stuff. And it, it, it comes into play um, big time when you, you know, meet various guests because everyone's a different person. And, you know, sometimes you can fill an hour with five questions. Sometimes you need 30 questions to fill an hour. Uh, in this case, I had about 30 questions prepared and I think we got through one or two um, I completely underestimated how much of a talker David is. Uh, David also, I learned, is if he's got his mindset on talking about something, that's going to be the focus, and that's great. I mean, he was kind enough to come on the show, so it's his, his platform. Um, so trust me, I'm not complaining. David was the kindest guy, the nicest guy, and I had a blast talking to him. There's a lot on this that we talked to outside of the interview about some stuff that we we didn't record, um, which was really interesting as well. So my goal is to have David on again, whether that be via phone or uh, in person when he rolls through the area again. I'm not sure, but he said he'd do it. And I uh, definitely want to hit on some of these topics. So I normally don't do this, but to give you perspective on things <clears throat> I prepared for that'll if we have him on again, we'll definitely talk about. But these are some of the topics I had. So Obviously, the the song Salome comes from David's abduction, alien abduction that he spoke of publicly, and I wanted to learn more about that. Um, I wanted to find out more about, you know, David appeared on the Gong Show, Wings, Golden Girls, like all this stuff. I mean, some of it was just stand-ins and stuff, but I mean, David's been in media and in some very, very famous shows, even in some small parts, but just wanted to get his perspective looking back. I mean, it's got to be crazy to think about that. I mean, it's kind of some of these shows are going to be historical documents. So I want to talk about that. The abduction, again, um, his response to people who are skeptical of of his story and his beliefs. I want to talk to him about being a Christian and, you know, being involved in an alternative kind of uh, art scene and, and punk rock. He even did a punk rock record. And, you know, being a Christian and doing that stuff doesn't always gel, at least with uh, the larger masses of of punks and artists. Um, so I wanted to get input on that. Um, just the fact that he's very moral in a time where today people are really lacking morals. Um, I wanted to get his thought on kids today and how they're being raised. Talking about social media, um, his love of trains. Um, uh, had a bunch of questions about that. Uh, and yeah, just a, a bunch of other things. But 
the, I'm not going to redo the whole list because there's like 30 things. But to give you an idea, we, we were well prepared. Um, but David wanted to talk about something which was, you know, obviously a, a major issue in today's society and something that directly impacts David. But just uh, the racism he's experienced uh, as an African-American male in today's times. Um, and someone, you know, David is older, so he's gone through the civil rights movement all the way up till now. And, you know, in today's times with the current political uh, climate, there's a lot to talk about. But that's what David wanted to talk about. So I, I gave him his soapbox and his platform, and I was more than happy to let him um, talk about that. And that's pretty much what the interview became, which I'm absolutely fine with. Um, but again, one of those where it's a learning experience, you never know what you're going to get. And again, David is one of the kindest people I've had on the show and just super wonderful to talk to and loves engaging with the people coming out to see the art he makes. Um, so yeah, so thank you, David, so much. I really hope we can get together again and have you on the show um, to talk about more of these things that, that I wanted to delve into as well. Um, so without further ado, there's your update on Pirate Radio After Dark. So I appreciate you bearing with me until the interview. And here's David Liebehart from October 4th, 2019 at the Soft Machine and Gallery, Gallery in Allentown before he performed his show with Jonas or Jonah, his partner. And uh, if you haven't, go to artbydavidliebehart.com and check out all his good stuff. He's also on Bandcamp and obviously Adult Swim. And if you just YouTube or Google David Liebehart, there's plenty of material out there. Uh, so thanks again, David. Salome, if you don't know what Salome means, look it up, my friends. But here is episode 14, Pirate Radio After Dark with David Liebehart. So, so ladies and gentlemen, it is October 4th, 2019. I am in Allentown, Pennsylvania at our good friend John's Soft Machine Gallery. I am joined by David Liebehart. Thank you, David, so much for doing this. Yes, thank you. Um, it is truly an honor to have you here uh, on Pirate Radio After Dark, both the radio show and the podcast. Um, the first time, David, that I was exposed to you was Tim and Eric. Um, I have been watching everything goes back. It goes back to Tom Goes to the Mayor. And then when you started on Tim and Eric, I was exposed to you and your, your acting and your art. And I honestly just fell in love with everything that you were doing on that well, show. Thank you very much. I wrote many of the songs. I, I, I wrote many of the songs. I wrote about UFOs and aliens. Uh, ben Berwin called me to be interviewed on the Tim and Eric Awesome job. Then I was cast on the show. And, and, and they interviewed other black puppeteers too, but I'm the one that got chosen. Tim, Tim Heidecker asked me to write some odd songs about UFOs. So and we had a good relationship. Tim and Eric and I had a chemistry together. And it was like um, we both were on the same page. Um, uh, we, uh, Tim and Eric, or I feel Tim and Eric are creative. Uh, I called Tim and Eric the. Uh, the comical Walt Disney of today. They're just super talented. Um, and I was very fortunate that they gave me uh, 12 years of employment. I've done more work with Tim and Absolutely Production than I've done with other productions. But even as famous as I am, I still face walls of resistance of racism. And it's really bad. And that's something we were talking about before we sat down to do this interview. And, you know, I... I you had mentioned to me that the last time you were in Allentown, you were met with resistance at the train show for being there. Yeah, you, know, you 
want to go somewhere if it's too loud? Uh, no, I think I think we'll we'll make do. This thing's pretty good. Uh, I'll be able to cut out the background noise. I think. Yeah, if you'd prefer, we can do that. Absolutely. They're too loud. You know, there needs to be moderation. You know, I know this is about a lot of rock and roll music. I did punk rock music. Do you want to go here, David? We can stand by the light here, then. Is that okay? Yeah, maybe we could move across the street. Yeah. It's just so loud. So, anyway, I... It's very, very sad what's going on in our society. This was too noisy. Okay, we can start all over again. Yeah. Well, I can cut that part out with the, the ruckus, so... Okay. I mean, if you want to just continue, uh, you know, I we were talking go. about, you know, how it's... Well, I would come to... Oh, okay. I started... It was 12 years ago when I interviewed... Uh, when Ben Berwin called me to interview for the Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job. I was, at the same time, producing my own show for my church called the Junior Christian Science Bible Lesson Show. Uh, Jim Henson and Bert Stilston wanted me to do it an ethnic... Uh, puppet show teaching kids uh, racial tolerance and and, and 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 Bible stories about Christian Science and the show ran on from um, from 1988 to 2008 and I faced opposition in the for doing this show by by a lot of racism in the uh, there were a lot of racism uh, I faced in the Christian Science Church for doing it uh, Al Parker beat me up and threw me out of Fifth Church for doing the Junior Christian Science Church. He said blacks should be seen and not heard. Uh, and my cousin Phyllis McKinnon, was, uh, that was Caucasian, was a member of that church. And when she mentioned that she had a black relative, nobody wanted to uh, speak with her or have anything to do with her. And she was a very nice lady. She was a retired Army officer. Um, I, my family's originally, uh, so Tim and Erica and I had something in common, both of uh, my dad's side of the family's originally from Pennsylvania, my grandmother was born in Pennsylvania on my dad's side, and my dad was from Pennsylvania, and they were from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I had family from Pennsylvania all the way down from Westchester, and in my, uh, right side of the family were, were, were long ago, ago were Mennonites and Quakers, and helped free my African-American side through the Underground Railroad up to Canada and uh, from the South, and they were strong activists. And my dad was an activist with Dr. Martin Luther King. Before he passed on, he was a school teacher. David, would you like to, our car is right here. Would you like to just do the interview in the car? Then sure. we're gonna have some quiet and some warmth, and yeah, we, you and I can sit in the back and. Sure. We'll sit in the back and it's. against blacks even um, and I don't understand that we were both on the same page facing racism and persecution I know other minorities uh, seem to be not like blacks or other Asians and Hispanics I don't understand that and we're all working on the same page for for justice and civil rights David the thing that I think is really refreshing about you and you know you've been in the business in, in many aspects for a very long time but as you said, you know, your, your big jump in fame was around the Tim and Eric time, which connected with a, a younger audience heavily. Um, you know, I think it's great because in, in the time where everything's very negative, 
media is very negative. There's a lot of nasty stuff in any outlet, whether it's music, TV, film. I think one of the things that's very admirable and redeeming about any of the work you've done is you try to take a positive spin on it. You try to educate people. You try to better the world, and you try to, you know, teach positive values and things. And yeah, I do. I, I. That's the way my parents raised me. That's the way my Sunday school teachers raised me. But I keep on hitting up uh, against a brick wall of racism and intolerance. And I have to do like Mary Baker Eddy says in Christian Science. I have to wait and love more for every hate and fear. No ill since God is good and lost his gain. I, um, my, uh, my, my ex-wife Bridget was, uh, Footman was brainwashed to leave me for, uh, after uh, several years of marriage with Roberto Julius Gonzalez. And then she tried to talk. She was so... Uh, she um, she only wanted to get back with me to, uh, to to use me with her new boyfriend, and I found out she was trying to do a scheme to get me put away, to take all my money from me. And when I found out what she was doing, I I cut off contact with her, and I helped her out with emergency money when she ever she needed it, even though she left me for uh, for, for Roberto Julius Gonzalez, which was very painful. And um, even though I've forgiven her and moved on, it's just been hard to meet. Uh, people just are afraid of honesty and integrity. Um, so many um, girls say they're interested in me, and then they don't show up on the date. So I have been a, a I have not. So I've had to go into my career since there's been a, a, a resistance from meeting a young lady in my life. So how do you, you know, facing all this stuff that that clearly well, impacts you in a daily life? How well, how do just, you remain so positive daily? Well, prayer. And uh, I study Christian science. I read positive thinking books and, and just hope that there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel that someday I'm going to be surrounded by love, respect, and appreciation. Like, I, I never forget what my dad told me, to know your love, uh, cherish, respected, and appreciated. And then Doris Day, who was a, a great formator for me uh, and a great influence toward me, uh, to, I asked her what her key of success was. And how come she, how she was able to do so movies and TV shows? She told me to know that I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me, which is from the Bible in Corinthians. And she told me to know that I'm success in action, and to know that I'm a winner, not a loser, and and never give up. Just keep on trying, and know that there's a right place for me, and just persevere, no matter how many people talk down to me. Don't accept it. Just go on and and and, and persevere for my dreams and my talent. And that meant so much to me. You know, and I'm going to ask you for advice here, David. I, I I know you enjoy punk rock. You made a punk rock record at one point, which I actually have on my lap here. Um, you know, I grew up in the punk rock community. And as a whole in the United States, the punk rock community is not very accepting of the Christian community. Because no, they're there's not. a lot of... No, they're not. Well, Adam Popigan, who I used to work with, told me I should do punk rock music. And uh, I started doing, I, I used to be in a band with Adam Papagani. He was a very talented, brilliant guy. And he started off hosting my show, the Junior Christian Science Bible Lesson Show. Then he had a spinoff called the Dell Talk Show. So that spiritual thinking with Michael Boyd, who used to be on my show, and the George Kerr Show, which I paid to produce out of my own pocket. Uh, I've also lost George Kerr. George Kerr was a very brilliant um, violinist, a very talented musician. 
he got in, uh, his family lived in Simi Valley, California, where Rodney King was be- beaten up. And we were the best of friends. And as soon as he was influenced by his family to have nothing to do with black people, he refused to return my phone calls. He even left me stranded in a restaurant. I had the same problem with a girl I used to date named Sonia Rude. We had so much in common. She was from South Africa. She was, um, um, uh, her and I raised money for Hope Lutheran Church when it was burned to the ground. We put on free concerts, sandcastles, and because Mark Rosbach was uh, anti-interracial dating, he kicked me out of the church and told her she, she would burn in hell if she married a black man. And she was Dutch and Swedish and German, and we had so much in common. She was an artist and painter, but she got brainwashed. And uh, the w- wonderful thing is her daughter uh, to, uh, became a fan of the Tim and Eric Awesome Show, great job, and says, Mother uh, sometimes talks about David Lieberhart that w- that she did music with at Hope Lutheran Church, but she's afraid of being with him because of the influence of her pastor. Um, and she met me at, when I used to sell my portraits of La Brea Tarpets. I used we're losing our freedom of speech in America. They I was at uh, an ex Marine named Dick Kentrell, who's a Christian scientist like me. He told me he took me to uh, La Brea Tar Pits back in 1977, and I was a place where I could express my talent and my music for uh, all the way until uh, November of last year. The security guards and the policemen said that street vendors and artists were no longer allowed at the Santa Monica. I mean, at the correction at the uh, at the La Brea Tar Pits, even after I paid. For a permit, I, I contacted uh, um, uh, the, the district attorney's office. Um, this guy um, that's African-American like me, uh, uh, I can't think of his name, but he is on the county board of supervisors. And uh, he, he's been on there for a long, long time. His name won't come to me, but he, uh, he is my... Uh, he never his office never returned my phone calls, which was very sad. With, with the art being stifled and, and all that, you know, I think a lot of people have a variety of opinions about social media. Where do you stand on that? Because I think uh, well, there's, there's you, you face problems with jealousy, and now they've got it so that if you don't have a talent agent or a lawyer behind you, they the uh, production companies when I give you the time of the day. Uh, it's uh, it's become very political getting into the entertainment business. Um, uh, Samuel French was a bookstore that used to be in West Hollywood, where you could buy um, um, producers' books that had a list of all the production companies, all of the casting directors for musicians and artists, and somebody uh, did not like that. That was high up in the entertainment business. And they closed it from, uh, that was the only door opened uh, for actors and actresses and musicians to get leads into the entertainment business. And now since Samuel French is closed, they don't have that anymore. Thomas Rickley was his name. Thomas uh, Thomas Rickley is a, a board of supervisors. Of, uh, um, um, he's the one that, uh, that's just, um, or if you... You, know, you can also look at look it up on the internet. Um, 
I've had to just, you know, I, I know I spoke with a Christian science practitioner and she said she didn't like it that I expose what's going on of racism and unfairness. But Mary Baker Eddy says, era uncovered is two-thirds destroyed. People, uh, uh, this, this, uh, the water, Mary Baker Eddy says the waters have to be stirred before they can be purified. So it's very important what activists and, and leftists are doing to fight against the injustice and the delayed justice in our country. And at first I didn't understand, but I found out that leftists and people uh, that uh, uh, show more love than people that say that they're Christians. And I'm, uh, I was shocked to find out, because like I was going to a, um, a school for music and, a, uh, and the, the Christian scientists and Christians didn't want to share a room, uh, a dorm room with me, but a, uh, but a communist shared, a, uh, and, a, and a leftist shared a room with me. They express more love than people that call themselves Christians. Like Jesus says, um, uh, uh, talked about the Good Samaritan and how uh, the priest turned and walked away when this guy was wounded and robbed. And then the good Samaritan that wasn't even a Christian uh, got that guy and took him to an inn and paid for him to stay in an inn. And, it's, and it shocks me that people that we call that are no Christians act more Christian. I'm a, I'm a devout Christian scientist and... and I'm a patriotic person, and I and I uh, the only I don't uh, the only um, I feel that the military should only be used to serve and protect our country, not to bomb and destroy small c- countries that 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 can uh, and bully them. Amen to that. That's not right. It's not right. And uh, that's the only thing uh, that I don't understand and don't like. You have a unique platform because of your fame and and the the things you've gotten to do over the years, you know, and and having that platform allows you to have a voice that will get to other people that, you know, the average Joe on the street might not have that ability to do. You know, if, if I give you your soapbox right now, what would be your call to arms for people to fight the racism and fight well, you know you this need, negativity? You, well, you need to you need to get I hate to say it. Uh, you're not going to get any any uh, any any uh, justice from organized religion. You're just going to have to go to these liberal organizations to uh, to speak out and march against the racism and the bigotry that's going on in our country. And and you know and and you have to do a lot of prayer for protection because just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not um, bow down to the graven image of the king. Uh, I don't feel that uh, people that are speaking out against the racism should be afraid of the dragon because this I believe racism is like the dragon in the book of Revelation and it's trying to devour the baby of, of, um, of innocence, of uh, um, uh, it, uh, bringing people together as one, um, uh, what do you call it when you... Uh, we, we want to see it's not, it doesn't want to integrate it wants to divide and conquer um, we need to learn to build bridges not walls and we need to have tolerance for all people and all races and different religions and different sectors 
and different sex beliefs. I uh, I feel it's just as wrong as uh, as blacks to go through racism as people that are gay or lesbians are going through racism, and uh, and the sexism is bad too that is going on. A lot of innocent guys are being slandered by girls because of sexism, and 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 not every. Uh, I was taught to be a gentleman to a woman, and I've been, I've seen me and other men be persecuted for saying a woman looks pretty or wanting to go out with a woman. And these, um, and and then the guys are told they can't come back to restaurants and places just because they said a girl looks pretty. That's not sexual harassment. I, I've taken a simple philosophy regarding church myself, and, and my my own belief is, if you're speaking of church and you're speaking of anything but peace. Uh, there's no room for that. Peace, no, is, no, peace no. is the only thing that should be involved in it. The churches have become very shallow and they become capitalist. Uh, this really hurts me that my own Christian Science Church, the practitioners want to be char- want to charge people for prayer, and I feel it should be free. Or if they want to charge people, they should have um, people like the prince uh, that get give donations for it because. I've gone to a Christian Science practitioner for prayer, and they send me four hundred and five hundred dollar bills. And then I've contacted Boston about it, and they don't even return my phone calls. Uh, I've also don't like it that the Christian Science Church denied African Americans and Hispanics and Asians the right to produce music for the Christian Science Publishing Society. They have it all white, and Vanilla Burnett. Even um, this hurts me, Judy Wade who I took voice and piano lessons from, who owns Watchfire Music with Peter Allen, says that I don't have, uh, the blacks don't have talent enough to be hired to, to record with a record company. And that hurt me so much, you know. And I pray that God, that mine will be in uh, Judy Wade and Peter Allen, and Peter Link, correction, Peter Link, which is also in Christ Jesus, to have... Um, um, to be more diverse and be uh, and accept all people equally. I, there are talented African, African American, Asian Christian Science musicians and songwriters that are being completely ignored from the C- Christian Science Publishing Society. If it wasn't for CCLI Christian Copyright Licensing that accepted my music to be used at churches nationally. I wouldn't be, uh, or Tim and Eric, or Jonah Motion, my music would never be heard of. Uh, I've had, I also like to say, um, I'm thoroughly disappointed in the Catholic Church. They have a license company called One Licensing, and they bought out Licensing Sing, and when Mr. Brenner found out I was African American, he refused to pay me for my music used in the Catholic Church. He he, he even threatened me that he would he would he would have me sued if I contacted one licensing anymore. And they are using my music and not paying me for it. And the labor's worthy of his hire. I can say I'm incredibly disappointed and not surprised one bit. Um, uh, also, I let a guy who I thought I could trust, I let him do music with me, and he put his name on songs I wrote way before he was born. I'm not going to say who he is because he's a, he has a very powerful figure, but uh, I feel that's terrible when they don't want to pay musicians or artists or actors. I saw, I saw famous actors and actresses and musicians die penniless that were famous. 
uh, uh, Rosemary, who played on the Dick Van Dyke show. She was a super talented actress. She died penniless and poor. The, uh, there was a famous uh, guy that wrote all the music for Alvis Presley. He never got paid. They seemed to want to shortchange the songwriters and the actors. And I don't think that's right. Um, uh, uh, and I really feel there should be more justice for actors and, and songwriters and musicians. Now, I'm a Christian and I'm patriotic. Um, I, I, my, fam, my black side of the family, I believe in God and country, but I don't like people misusing Christianity to, to be racist and unfair to, to minorities or black people. And I'm very, very disappointed in the ELCA Lutheran Church for discriminating against so many blacks and Hispanics and Asians. And they call themselves liberal and talk Republican as soon as someone uh, interracially dates or somebody is, is, is a different sex uh, gender, they don't want to have anything to do with them. And, 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 and Christianity should be based on tolerance and acceptance. And it breaks my heart that the Christian Science Church is, is, and, and the uh, ELCA Lutheran Church have broke that code. And uh, I just pray someday that God will heal racism and organize religion and uh, uh, definitely in, uh, in, uh, in, in, in politics uh, because uh, it's not right what's happening in politics today. I really appreciate you speaking so openly about these things that are very hard topics for a lot of people to speak about for various reasons. Um, and I like I love Ellie DeGeneres. When Ellie DeGeneres was facing, she's, she was raised Christian Science like me. When she was faced persecution for being a lesbian, I spoke up for her because my sister in, in Germany is married to a woman named Uta. And, um, uh, you know, Jesus loved everybody. He sat with sinners, prostitutes. He welcomed everybody. And, and, and Christians are not really following Jesus when they have no tolerance or diversity toward accepting all people. David, we got to be mindful of time because I know you got a VIP meet and greet in just a few moments. But I have one last question for you regarding the interview. You know, when I was looking at your, your back story with your acting career, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about any of this, but I've seen that you had appearances on The Gong Show as well as um, uh, Good Times, as well as Wings, as well as The Golden Girls, and then obviously your Tim and Eric fame. You know, that's a lot of, you know, whether you were on it for a moment or for an entire series, it doesn't matter. You were part of things that will remain in our culture for a very, very long time, our media culture. And that's something that I think you should be tremendously proud of. And very few people have the ability to say they've done something like that over such an extended period of time. And then I produced the Junior Christian Science Bible lesson show for my church, even though the the white people in the Christian Science Church didn't appreciate it. I did that show from from 1988 to, to, to 2008. Jim Henson and Bert Stilston and the guy that did the Friendly Giant in Canada uh, came, and, and Mr. Green Jeans, who did the uh, the Captain Kangaroo, asked me to do a puppet show teaching kids Bible stories and say no to drugs. And many of those famous puppeteers gave me puppets to do it, and uh, and a lot of my and I did it, and and I faced terrible persecution for doing it. I um, Dorothy Estes. Jane Dallin, um, um, 
and so many people in my own Christian science uh, circle persecuted me terribly. In fact, the Christian Science Publishing, uh, Christian Science Board of Directors asked Dorothy Estes to type up everything I'm supposed to say in front of a journalist. But when she found out I was African American, she hung up in my face and wouldn't do it. And uh, I, and I feel that was wrong. And I hope someday that Mark Rosbach, uh, um, Sonia Rood, Bridget Footman, and and Derek Swire, and all the people that have been intolerant of me will learn to have respect and, and, and acceptance toward me. You know, the, 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 the fans of the Tim and Eric Awesome show a great job, show a, a deep respect for me, and they should, especially the uh, Mr. Brenner, who's over one licensing in Chicago, Illinois. What do you want to be remembered for in 100 years when we're all gone? I remember for my perseverance, for my, uh, uh, for my love, for my talent that I gave to people. Um, I, did, I, I sacrificed a lot for my career. I gave up uh, going to a lot of um, uh, uh, um, uh, family reunions that I wanted to go to. I, gave a, I, I sacrificed a lot to do the... Uh, now my family's not close and they don't get together anymore. And I gave up a lot of, a lot of time to pursue and went to school for acting music. And, and um, I was supposed to be uh, on the um, uh, Marjorie Lord, uh, who was a talent scout, saw me doing a play at Goodman Theater way back in 61 and wanted me to be on the Andy Griffith Show. But my parents didn't want me to break in and show business at a younger age. And I just, after that, um, um, I just said, I want to be an actor, I want to be a musician and a songwriter and a puppeteer. And I just kept on persevering. Uh, one, um, um, uh, I, I, I love and admire Roy Brown, who played Cookie the Clown. And he says, if you persevere and follow your dreams as an actor, You'll be, you'll have a career like I had on the Bozo Show for 30 years, and that's what uh, Roy Brown told me, uh, who played Cookie the Clown on the Bozo Show, and and Doris Day told me to know I'm success in action and never give up. My music teacher, who was a famous jazz player, and uh, told me to know that, to know that uh, when you rule your mind, you rule your world. He would tell me to know that I had the same success that created art and made art is the same success that I can have if I believe it and know that it's in my world. And he was a brilliant, brilliant musician, Bill Provost. He was a, a role model and a foreminner to me as well as Doris Day. It's beautiful, David. And if people want to find out what you're up to, because you're always up to a lot of different things, they where's can, the best place to do they that? They can go to com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-L-I-E-B-E-H-A-R-T.com. Or they can go to uh, Spotify, CD Baby, hear all my music on the Internet. Um, if they type in David Liebehart, that's uh, L-I-E-B-E-H-A-R-T.com. Uh, or go to heartandhartman.com. You can download my sheet music. That's H-A-R-T-A-N-D-H-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com. David, it was an honor having you. Well, thank and you. And I, again, appreciate and you I speaking want, so freely. And I want to thank everybody from the state of Pennsylvania that have helped me with my career. Chuck Barris, who did the gong show. 
uh, Dick Clark, who helped me along the way, who did American Bandstand. He's originally from Pennsylvania. And I want to thank my family members that were Amish and Quakers and uh, Minionites that uh, helped free my African-American side through the Underground Railroad and intermarried in my family that were white and that that uh, uh, this is uh, uh, one thing out of the norm. My mother and my sister and my grandmother said on their deathbed that the white German relatives paid for my grandmother and grandfather to go to college when it was unheard of when racism was at its highest in this country and gave them free land. So not all whites were bigots. They're still, you all need to follow the role models of the positive whites that love everybody and that have helped blacks out with the civil rights movement. I'm talking about the activists that are um, and and they that have sacrificed their life. Dr. Martin Luther King, so many wonderful activists died for us to have freedoms. And when I tell this to black kids, they don't know their history. They don't want to learn their history. All they want to know about is rap music and drugs. And it's very important that our history, there were so many people that really wanted to see justice and freedom for all in this country, even though it's it, 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 it's, it, it's not being coming true with racism and biasness and unfairness. But someday, like Dr. Martin Luther King said, we shall overcome. And someday we will overcome racism. My uh, music, my uh, Sunday school teacher, Ruth Elizabeth Jinks, when I went to her for prayer and said I was facing racism, she says, one day all you minority people will be treated just as equally as any white person that is looked up to. Don't give up your faith in God. That's what Ruth Elizabeth Jinks told me, who was my Christian Science Sunday School teacher. She was also a positive role model in my life. Peace and love to you, David. Thank you. And uh, thank you. And as my grandmother Schroeder would say, and my from that family that originally from Pennsylvania, Dankeschön, that means thank you in German. And Salome, my friend. Salome. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, our interview with David Liebehart. Thank you, David and Jonah, for doing that. It is much appreciated, and I'd love to have you back on the show, David, to talk more about uh, some of the, the burning questions I had for the David Labyhart story. Um, so sorry about the intro to the show. Uh, we were in the back in the green room, as someone would call it, I guess, and uh, the noise band starting the show got way too loud outside just uh, setting up. So uh, it messed things up. I don't like to edit the hell out of interviews because I think it takes away the natural flow of a conversation. So I, I edited it to the best of my ability without taking anything away. So it's a very raw recording. Um, so there, there's that. And um, again, check out David's new show on Adult Swim at night. And um, please add us on social media. Best way to stay updated on this show and the radio shows. Again, our Twitter handles at Pirate Radio AD. Our Facebook, just search for Pirate Radio After Dark and like the page. And our Instagram, it's at Pirate Radio After Dark. Um, I'm going to leave you guys, as I always do, with a 
song from Emily and I's band, The Better Invaders. We do all the backing music to the radio show and all this. Uh, it's just for fun, really. We stick to no genre, just like our radio show. And all of our music is free to download by going to thebedroominvaders.bandcamp.com. I'm going to play the track Devil's Long Tonight. And um, we will have a new record out very, very shortly. So either follow our band camp or if you want to follow the band's Instagram, it's at the Bedroom Invaders. And um, yeah, new record I'm really excited about. Uh, the tracks are just super tight. Um, we actually spent a lot of time producing this over the last year. So stay tuned for that. As I unveil that, I will have more updates, um, but it'll be really soon. I don't have an exact date yet because uh, we decided this will just kind of be a surprise thing for people who are following. And then it'll get promoted a bit. But um, so I'll leave you with that. And thank you guys. And as soon as we have another episode up, we will. And like I said at the beginning of the show, we got a couple guests in the works and some stuff long term that I'm not going to talk about yet. Um, so that's what we got. So thank you guys for tuning in. Episode 15 is on the way. So stay tuned for that. And uh, you guys have a good night and happy Halloween. It's the best time of the year.